that's another cool part about our fellowship, right? Is like, we don't get everything right, but we do allow our principles to make this a space that's available for everybody. Our scope is very narrow, but our membership is very wide. It's like, Absolutely. You want to be here? We don't care how old you are, how you look, what you do, who you love. It doesn't matter. We want you here. If you want to stop drinking, we're here for you. That's it. I heard it through the grapevine. Welcome. It's the AA Grapevine Half Hour Variety Hour, featuring the collective voices of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm Don, an alcoholic in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hey, Don. Hey, everybody. I'm Sam, an alcoholic in Palm Springs, California. Hiya, Sam. Where you been? Dude, I went to Ikipa. Gesundheit. <laughs> no, I know what Ikipa is. It's the International Conference of Young People in AA. And you came back with a lot of recordings. Lots and lots and lots. <laughs> Whole bunches. <laughs> that sounds like a chant from Icky Bar. That's an icky thing. But you went to a conference recently, too. I went to NAATW. Do you know what that stands for? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do, because that was the very first NAATW. But no, no. I, so I'm sorry. I have no idea. What does that stand for, Don? It's about tech, <laughs> it's about technology and AA. Would that be the National AA Technology Workshop? That's it. <laughs> There's so many acronyms at this workshop. They were spitting out acronyms like I spit out watermelon seeds. <laughs> well, one of them you were just telling me about before we got going here, and it was Chat GPT. That's the AI. It was a whole hour on how useful chat GBT can be in AA. And someone had an example of if you have the app on your phone, what she does is take notes into it and just says everything that went on during, for example, the district meeting, and then says, make a summary. And it writes a beautiful summary that she can read as a presentation to her home group. <laughs> that is just really cool. So cool. Just amazing things. I wrote the banner for our show. <gasps> That's not scripted. And we'll be using it in the future. Folks, pay no attention to Don. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just pulling your legs. We do all of this completely off the cuff. Nothing is ever scripted. <laughs> Let's see. Where are we? Uh, so it says here, Sam, describe the... Ikipa venue. Where was this thing held? In San Francisco at the Marriott Marquis, which is a ginormous convention center and hotel. Wow. There were, I think, about 3,500 people in attendance. The main venue was down the escalators and down the escalators into the very basement of this convention center. Down there, they had this enormous room cavernous wow. and that is where the main meetings were held and that's where you hear the chanting of icky 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 pa 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 we started the show with that <laughs> exactly and it's got a lot of participation in the rooms to get a flavor of the energy of the room you have to hear what they chant when someone introduces themselves at the mic they go much further than hi don it's more like hi don we love you, Don. Lots and lots and lots. Whole bunches. Uh. <laughs> I heard that and was wondering what they're saying. Uh, my name is Will, and 
everybody who introduces themselves at the podium gets that. It's very elaborate. <laughs> it is elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the call and response of when they were reading how it works. I, I want to adopt one of those responses. Uh, let's listen. And Sam, now you join in with me on this. Half measures avail us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps complete abandon. <laughs> I like that. Well, I endorse complete <laughs> abandon. I want to share an insight with you that I got about all this chanting. Um, I've been to regional YPI events where the chanting was much more easily discernible. You could mm -hmm. understand what they were saying. Ikipa is all these regions coming together where they've got their own regional flavor of chants. And it's a cacophony when they're all joined together. And that's why it's hard to pick out. Oh, that makes sense. So they're all doing their own thing that developed. Yeah. Over uh, millennia. <laughs> over millennia. <laughs> and, you know, this is also where the Grapevine app was released. That's right. The new Grapevine app. Yes. So how did they present the app? Was it a big fanfare or... It was a big fanfare in that Chris, our publisher, our publisher got up in front of all these people and he got the, we love you, Chris treatment and <laughs> lots and lots, <laughs> whole bunches. And he did it so beautifully. It was short and sweet and to the point, which is exactly what you need at an event like this. It was a fantastic launch and it was coinciding with the Hispanic convention that was happening up in, I think it was in Seattle. Lavinia was released there. Exactly. Well, I downloaded it right away and subscribed. It's not expensive, $2.99 a month or $29.99 a year. And everybody listening, if you don't have it, go get that app and download it and tell all your friends. You can find information about it at aagrapevine.org. Just look in the very top of the page there. Okay, Sam. Now, I've heard some recordings about this rap battle. Did you <laughs> join in on that? Oh, I have got no flow whatsoever, Don. <laughs> you got good flow, but that stuff's amazing to stand up <laughs> and off the top of your head just yeah. shoot out rhymes. These people were amazing. My wallet, I think I lost it. Probably going off it. I don't even know what I'm saying. It's waiting for the whistle. Gotta let them know. Gotta let them know, man. And Don, so this rap battle was just so cool to, to listen to these people come up with these things just off the top of their heads. They were given a beat and they would pair up two people and then one of them would win and then they would pair up two more people and they just narrowed it down and narrowed it down and finally we got this winner and it was just so cool. I can't imagine coming up with things like that off the top of my head. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was a blast. So you recorded such a wide variety of people. I mean, you got a recording with Cody, who had 38 days sober. 
Sure enough. And we had long timers. We had people all in the middle as well. So we had old pa there. <laughs> so that's people who got <laughs> sober and young people in AA and stuck around and they got old. They become <laughs> old <laughs> And they claim it with glee. You know, there was a clarification that was made too about Ikipa that I absolutely love. Yes, this conference is aimed at young people, but it's not for young people. It's a conference put on by young people. Everyone who has room to grow is welcome and invited to Ikipai and any of the other YPI events. That's so cool. Well, we've got a lot to get to to celebrate the 63rd International Conference of Young People in AA. Icky, icky, icky. Hey, Don, what are you playing with on your phone? We're supposed to be recording a podcast here. Sorry, Sam. I was just checking my spiritual fitness in the new Grapevine app. Oh, the daily spiritual maintenance checklist? Well, are you fit? Yep, says so here. And look, there's a daily quote and a sobriety calculator. And you can read the latest issue and all of the past issues all the way back to 1944. And you can have the app read the magazine to you out loud as a playlist. It's the monthly magazine in print and audio. Right in your pocket. The Grapevine and Lavinia apps are now available for both iOS and Android phones. To get yours, go to the App Store on your phone. Okay, I've arranged all your recordings into three batches. This first batch, can you say anything to set it up here, Sam? AA people know how to talk. Listen to this batch of people, and you're just going to hear the hope, the camaraderie, and the spiritual nature of this program, and the fact that we are not a glum lot. You know, the, the theme of this Ikipa was watch loneliness vanish. And it's just perfect for this. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris. I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety date is February 20th, 2012. So uh, you've got the biggest grin on your face. Yeah. Why are you so happy? Well, thanks to AA, I recognize that life is super blessed and fun and people comment on my smile AA has taught me to exude enthusiasm and joy ultimately it just makes me feel better when i do that so i like to smile i like that how's it going it's cool i feel a little old but that's silly because everyone <laughs> that is around my age when i said i was going to ikipa would say i don't do young people's aa or whatever Someone who's much older than me said, no, we're going. This conference is in your city that you're living in. You have to go. And I'm stoked to be here. I was in a meeting in San Francisco with probably 80 young people, so enthusiastic and exuberant and full of service positions and everyone announcing uh, at the meeting mm -hmm. what they're doing. And, and I felt like if every city or every town had that kind of power, it could change the world for sure. If there was packs of 80 sober 20-year-olds. Uh, <laughs> it's a very attractive, contagious passion for recovery. Yeah. So have you had a, uh, a spiritual moment that has happened? Definitely. AA has also taught me to recognize those, but a big one uh, was meeting you, Sam. 
<laughs> I, I I came down an escalator and yeah, you announced the Grapevine app, which came out and uh, I recognized your voice, the first word you said, because wow. I listened to the Grapevine podcast. <laughs> so it was really cool to me. I mean, that's, yeah, it felt great. Well, thank I'm like, you. I know you because I listened to you. I've <laughs> been whispering like in that. your ear for a while. Yeah, um, in my car, through <laughs> the car speakers. You and Doc. So, um, uh, well, thank you for that. And thank you for listening. Just remember, I'm another bozo on the bus. That's cool. it. Yeah. Uh, just another yeah. drunk. Me too. Chris, thank you for sitting down. Yeah, Sam, thank you. Hi, my name's Gwen and I'm an alcoholic. I came into the rooms of AA on November 15, 2007. You know, I've got 15 years sober under my belt, and I've loved it, and I've heard Icky Paw is a lot of fun, so I came here to be the newcomer in the room. It's my first Icky Paw. I have loved it, and I have had a great time. In the fun realm of things, is there something that just really stands out? Oh, I love loud, pounding music and dancing, so yes, <laughs> lots of fun here. <laughs> Have you experienced a, a magical moment? Yes, I, I have. I had heard about Young People's AA from a gentleman that I've been in service with, and our service has only been online. And uh, lo and behold, if I wasn't up in the hospitality suite and this guy walked in and saw me across the room, you know, we've been in service together for several years now. And to be able to put my arms around him and give him a big hug was was just magical. Oh, fabulous. YPA has been a lot of fun. There have been great speakers, and I came here not knowing anyone. Come and join the party. Hi, my name's Cody. I'm an alcoholic, and uh, I'm from San Jose, California, and I have 38 days. At Ikipa, there's a lot going on, as you you know for sure. <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I I texted my sponsor and said, you know, I just I'm not sure what to do with myself. And he was like, oh, come walk with me, and then led me right here. And that was his plan. Oh, <laughs> sponsors are tricky. They are tricky. Everything is calculated. <laughs> what brought you to? come in here 38 days ago. So I've been in and out of the rooms for a lot of years, kind of hit an emotional bottom. I've never had both feet in this program. I've always been knowing that I need to do it and going to meetings and then doing that for a couple months and then really not not being willing to do any work, not being willing to get a sponsor, not being willing to like think about higher power or do any steps or any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I, ha I found myself gaining the willingness. I turned right around and got into AA. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. And it <laughs> took me being around the program for a while before I was really in yeah. the program. And I, I'm grateful that this bottom was not one that was life-threatening for me because I've had those in the past. I found myself willing in the past, but it was only because of being desperate. And then as I was no longer desperate, the willingness would taper off. And this is the first time I found myself not desperate and willing. I want to do this and I, I'm doing the work. Fantastic. Yeah. Have you experienced anything this weekend that stands out? Uh, well, just arriving. It's a lot of people here. Um, yeah. I've been to other conferences for other fields of work in the past, and mm -hmm. those are just big parties and stuff. And this is also a big party, but it's the first time that I've been to a conference like where the social aspect of drinking is not a piece of that. I mean, it yeah. is a piece of that, but it's not drinking, you know? <laughs> um, point, yeah. <laughs> walking in and doing the registration and then walking into the main meeting hall and seeing all of those empty chairs that I knew were going to be filled. Um, that was just a really like eye-opening experience for me. So I think the main meeting, I think, was was kind of the highlight so far for me. Um, just seeing all of the people, hearing the screams, all of the stuff. It's just that the energy is so high. And I really, really like that. 
Fantastic. Cody, thanks for sitting down. My name's Liz. I'm an alcoholic and I'm from Dublin, California. My sobriety date is November 3rd, 2021. I didn't come in until I was 10 months without alcohol. Now I'm so happy to be here and it's the center of my life. And I happen to live close by. So my girlfriends and I, my sober sisters, we grabbed a hotel room and we just really enjoyed the whole weekend together. Wow. So. so you just jumped in. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when I met my sponsor by chance in a meeting, she shared a share that was my story. And I walked up and thanked her. And she agreed to meet with me and talk to me about the program and she thankfully felt and heard the desperation in my voice of just really wanting a solution and being willing to do anything. We jumped in that week. We still meet weekly. We read together. We work through the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. I have a sponsee, my first sponsee, but this is the center of my life. This, I always kind of wondered like what my purpose would be, or this is my purpose is to help other women get sober and support. You sit here with just such a, a quiet, confidence in that statement. You wear it. Why did you come to AA? You know, I'd medically detoxed and gone through some counseling programs through my medical provider. And that did help me get physically sober. Mm -hmm. Um, I just was always craving a solution. I didn't know it was going to be spiritual. When I heard steps, I heard transactional actions to be taken. I could roll with that, right? You know, it's, I always joke and tell people when I came to my sponsor, I read through like a good student would, right? Read up on the book, studied the steps. And I came to her in one of our first meetings and said, uh, I've got one, two, and three set. I know I'm an alcoholic and I grew up in the church and like, I'm totally willing to do this. So I'm okay. She very graciously said, well, we'll begin from the you know beginning of the book. We'll start with the Roman numerals. And what she defined for me was the foundation of my recovery. The fact that she helped me understand not the why of I'm an alcoholic from my past, what happened in my childhood, what messy things that I do in my active alcoholism. What she helped me understand was I have a physical allergy to alcohol and that when I take a drink, that sparks that phenomenon of craving in my brain. I thought I was a bad person because I couldn't stop drinking, but I knew I wasn't. So I was always fighting that. Mm-hmm. And there was never anything to do with that. Thousands in, of, of dollars and years and years of therapy for nothing, because it was just like a bandaid. I'd go, I'd feel better. I'd leave. And there was no action. And so by her helping me define alcoholism and understanding what it is and accepting that, like that was my first step. You know, the unmanageability were for me, now I'm realizing my character defects, like out of control ruling my life and my self-will, right? You get into two and three and it's all about, you know, realizing that I'm not God. I don't run the show. And I never thought I was God, but I thought I could control things like people's emotions and outcomes of situations. And this was coming from what I thought was a good place. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to be helpful. Yeah. Right. I know how to fix you. (laughs) And that was not the case. And that has been the ultimate humility and that that dose of humble pie that I've needed. And the more that I have been able to finally say, like, I give it to God, like it's not mine to carry or to take on, you know, and just be there. That's where I belong. And I need that guidance for my higher power. Liz, tell me, is there something that you would say to someone thinking about coming to a YPAW conference? I think it's kind of like, when you don't feel like going to a meeting, just get in the car. Oh, I love how sweet and simple that is. (laughs) Just do it. All of my growth has been uncomfortable and it's great on the other side. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. I'm so glad you did. It's my pleasure. Love you guys. Love you back. Thanks.
Let me ask you, Bozo on the bus, did you meet a lot of <laughs> half hour variety hour listeners? Well, Bozo, <laughs> we're all Bozos on the bus. Yeah, you know, I met a really good number of them. Yeah. And how does that feel to get recognized? Awkward. Really yeah. weird. I love the anonymity of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're anonymous until someone hears our voice. It's true. <laughs> okay. Now we have batch two, which includes an evidently very powerful speaker because quite a few people mentioned Eric. Eric took us up and down and all over the place on this roller coaster ride of emotions listening to his story. He's a really good storyteller, and I'm glad we got to sit down and chat with him. The very end of this batch is Mary Lee, one of the organizer, and she gives the most moving testimony to the value of service to something like this convention in AA. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. I'm Eric and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Eric. Hi. Your story, you made me laugh, you made me cry, then you made me laugh again. It was a roller coaster ride when you were talking about the guy in hospice who said that you were absolved. Yeah. The tears are just like coming. And then I don't even remember what you said, but I let out the heartiest laugh ever. I, I learned early on when I was telling stories about my life that like I have a really dark and sad history and like I had a very, very low bottom. And uh, if I just talked about that, there was no hope. There was no joy. And so I like I, I could make people cry, but that's not a healthy medium. <laughs> I remember when I came to A and like the laughter was what appealed to me because yeah. I hadn't enjoyed myself anywhere because I don't want people to feel bad for me. Like my life is amazing now. Yeah. <laughs> When you were approached about speaking at, at Ikipa 63 mm -hmm. with like 3,000 people, what was the first thing that went through your mind? First thing was like, I'm not young anymore. Like I got sober young, but I'm I'm past 40. And like I, I know most people are like, you're still young. Um, you don't feel young when you're 40 and you're like, oh, my knee. So, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, uh-oh, because um, I know what story I have and it, mm -hmm. it it's very gay. Um, There's a lot of, messiness to it and i was like are they sure that they want this because i mean i tried to be straight in high school it didn't work out so i, I can't do that like, um and then why do they want me was the next question it's like okay is it because i'm the delegate like is it because like gravitas like which is so weird but i also knew i had to say yes because i had the weekend free because i'd already registered <laughs> that's great okay let's do this like what do you want me to do and they're like oh just be yourself it's like that's not a good idea <laughs> but they kept pushing the be yourself be yourself be yourself so i just wanted to make sure that, like i was myself but i also had like a message that like resonated with young people mm -hmm. because when i was young people didn't like respect me like um they were like oh like we're so glad that you're here like, that's nice that you're glad I'm here, but like, what do you want me to do? Like, right. like, <laughs> like how do like, I become a part of like, this? I, I don't, I don't want to be your token, like gay young person. Like, please let me like put out the chairs. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, like don't treat me differently. Cause we hear this a lot. Like young people are the future of AA and that drives me up the wall because mm -hmm. they're here. Uh, they are the now of AA. Yeah. Like, this is what AA is. We, they're not separate. So has there been a magical moment, a spiritual moment? Yeah, so I have a new sponsee with me. Oh. Yeah, so he has 39 days today. Like, he's not ever done AA for reals before. Like, he'd been in AA once. Uh, he had a sponsor. He told his sponsor that he uh, didn't believe in God, and the sponsor, quote, 
fired him. Like he left AA, he came back. Uh, and I said, well, do you want to come? I'm speaking at this meeting in San Francisco. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he came up getting to see him interact with people and like actually make friends. Yeah. Because that's what we do really well in AA. Like you come and we love you. Like he had a weird experience, I'm assuming, because like he's with the main speaker and <laughs> who's also the delegate for the area where it's like hosted. So he had this like weird, like people coming up to me thing. But I got to see him like eventually branch out. Like he's not with me right now. He's yeah. like doing karaoke or something. Like he's like cool. making friends. And like I've been to enough of these to know that like, like I might not have like that those mind-blowing experiences I got when I was new. Mm-hmm. But I get to watch other people have them. And that's really magical. Isn't and it? that's actually worth it more because like I get to relive it and enjoy somebody else getting to experience it because that's super fun. Like that's that's what the big book talks about when it says that like you will have these experiences. Yes. If you're thinking about coming to AA and you're not sure, it's okay to be skeptical and it's okay to be scared. Like I was terrified to go to AA because I was very different. And then I walked into the room and I was incredibly different. If you live in a small place, there are hundreds and at least one or two of them might be like you. You don't have to be friends with everybody. Like there are bad people run away from them. But there are also good people there who will truly love you and accept you and like try to understand. And if they don't understand you, keep looking. There's online meetings. There's hybrid meetings. There's options now. If you don't think you're an alcoholic, come. it's okay to visit us. Eric, thank you for being part of this conference. It was fun. Thank you. Hi, my name is Gola. I am an alcoholic. My sobriety date is December 29th, 2018. I'm currently a member of Los Angeles County Young People and Alcoholics Anonymous. And I also have the privilege and honor of serving as chairperson for Southern California Area 5 Assembly of Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hi, Gola. Chairperson. Yeah. The short story is, is that I I came out of the hat. Okay. Uh, You know, it really has been an honor and a privilege to serve at this level. I took a general service commitment as an alternate GSR in the beginning of 2020, just because I say yes, whenever someone as something is asked of me in AA. What prompted you to come to Alcoholics Anonymous? I think I was out of ideas. Uh, I had been to AA one time before on the urging of people in my life. It really didn't feel like this was the thing. And I always knew there was something wrong with me inside. But, you know, I could concede some of those. But the thing I wasn't going to concede was that drinking was ever going to not be a part of my life or that I had no control over it or that I could be, you know, powerless to choose um, how much I drank or when I drank. I went out and I did a little bit more research. I dug a deeper bottom. Mm-hmm. I came back and I'm I'm so lucky that I did. Is there a particular moment where you experienced something that you just didn't want to do mm. and you did it anyway? I mean, most days. <laughs> <laughs> That's a modesty. <laughs> My instinctual response to most things is no. I live a really good life today as a result of all the things that I don't want to do. I'm friends with most of the people in my life as a result of things that I once upon a time didn't want to do. Most of the things that I love today in my life are because of things that I didn't want to do, but were suggested of me or were put in front of me just trying. You just made doing things (laughs) I don't want to do attractive. Thank you. Yeah, that's the thing is contrary action can be such a beautiful thing. Has there been a magic moment yet here at the conference? The magic moment for me is the same magic moment that happens at any LifePod conference or a conference that I've been to. 
I think particularly with YPOC conferences, we can be loud, we can be rambunctious, we can be rowdy during the readings. And, you know, it seems like everything's going to be awry. But as soon as that speaker gets to the podium to begin speaking, there is this hush and this respect and this collective energy that's geared towards this person. And it's just a beautiful thing to witness because you don't expect it given, you know, what's just transpired over the last 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Seeing a large group of people so alive for AA and encouraged, particularly within this community to not take themselves too seriously amidst all of that is a really beautiful and magical thing to me. That's pretty special. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Marilee and I am an alcoholic. I'm the program's chair this year. What does that mean? (laughs) I am in charge of getting the main speakers, coordinating the panels. Uh, I oversee entertainment, accessibilities, marathon rooms, hospitality room. I think that's about it. (laughs) I think this might be enough. (laughs) You've touched a lot of lives this weekend, and they're going to touch even more. Mm -hmm. Somebody came up to me this morning and said, I've never been to a young people's conference And he was an older gentleman. He said, I'm used to seeing wheelchairs up on the main stage. And last night, it was so refreshing to see all those young faces and the enjoyment. He's like, you have changed my sobriety. And I just started crying because that was the exact reason why I do this. Just see if it's just one person. All right. So you're going to make me cry too. Thanks. Oh, man. That's pretty fantastic. AA saved my life, and I'm so glad that I put myself out there and I'm willing to be of service so that I can keep my seat. Thank you for sitting down with us. Thank you. And thank you for being such a huge part of putting on this event. You're welcome, and I hope you and everybody who listens to this really enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, Mary Lee. Indeed. Thanks, everybody, for such deeply personal reflections on the event and on sobriety itself. What a bunch of interesting people you met. I really got to meet a lot of cool people, and we're storytellers. That's how we convey our recovery to each other. Well, let me ask you. Now, did you interview every single person at the convention? Uh, no, but I, I I know there's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, actually, we got more interviews than we can possibly play, and we regret that we had to cut some of them. But what we want to do is play another batch after the show. We've got almost a half hour more. So this episode is the AA Grapevine Half Hour Variety Hour and a Half. what a value an hour and a half in only a 30 minute show because it's the half hour variety hour you get an hour usually but we're going to give you another half hour which totals an hour and a half if you count how compact the half hour is that it's like an hour or is it it's a 30 minute show and it just seems like an hour (laughs) (laughs) you know i hadn't thought of it that But hey, we know some of you have appointments to keep, so we're going to end this meeting on time. You never have to be lonely again. Watch (laughs) Loneliness Spanish, unless you keep speaking at the podium after the meeting's supposed to end. (laughs) (laughs) So keep listening if you want to hear lots more. Lots and lots and lots.
An historic short snort from July 1959. A newcomer was complaining about the repetition of stories he heard at meetings. Yeah, but they aren't half as repetitious as a drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not that funny. Thanks for joining us. The AA Grapevine Half Hour Variety Hour is posted every Monday and is produced by AA Grapevine, Inc. We don't speak for AA as a whole. We share the experience, strength, and hope of members to help others recover from alcoholism. Podcast info, including how to call in, is at aagrapevine.org slash podcast. Find AA Grapevine on Instagram and the AA Grapevine channel on YouTube. All things Grapevine are available at aagrapevine.org. If you want to know more about AA, Google Alcoholics Anonymous and your city or visit aa.org. My name is Russ. I'm an alcoholic. Annapolis, Maryland. And we're sitting here in San Francisco, California. It was a long flight. Every year I come to Ikipa, and there have been a number of them. Is there a difference that you've noticed over these years? Yeah, the kids have gotten louder. (laughs) (laughs) The different, there have been additions. It used to be the, the greeting for the speakers was just the love you lots. And then it became lots and lots, and then it became lots and lots and parking lots, and then a plethora, and then the who got added in here somewhere. But it's always about the genuine energy and enthusiasm of the people here participating. It shows up in different ways. We were, I was talking with a couple of friends who have similar long-term relationships with Ikipa in the in the lobby last night and thinking about, you know, all those on kids out there screaming and yelling while they're reading. The, and, and then I thought, well, yeah, but I was screaming along with everybody else for the first 10 or 15 years that I was going to Iggy Pop. It's the energy's got to go somewhere. And if it comes out in that kind of affirmation, I think the guy who read um, How It Works last night did a phenomenal job of just powering through. He was you got to be a strong reader to do that, absolutely. don't you? And the result was nil. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power, and one is God, and you find him now. He was loud enough and, and strong enough that he just rode right over top of whatever was going on, and it was perfect. I got a chance to say something to him about that today. Oh, fantastic. Caught him in a hallway and said thank you. I look at the young people that I see getting sober today and they have more tattoos and more piercings than they did when I got sober, but they still have that, that energy, that sense of purpose, that, that absolute joy at being sober. That is the core of Ikima for me. I'm Sally S currently in the Napa, California fellowship. So far it's all been cool. I was surprised 
honestly by how hip and stylish everybody is here um you know it's not There's some really awesome stuff going on right it's not a church base but <laughs> i think i've only been to panels i went to the the doctor's opinion and then um sex and love i cut out during the middle of sex and love to go to the sound room and that was full and i found you doctor's opinion what mm-hmm. was that about <laughs> it was kind of two doctors well his wife's a nurse practitioner he was talking about the genetic component of alcoholism, though alcoholism only affects 15% of the population. If we have one alcoholic in our families, we will, it, it'll affect 70% of the people in the family tree. Oh, wow. And they will have a propensity for alcoholism in that 70%. And that even if they are adopted into another family, and that's true for my family, my mother was adopted and she and her twin sister both struggled with alcohol, even though they were an adopted family that didn't drink. Hi, my name is Sarah and I'm an alcoholic. I'm from Mountain View, California, and this is my first Icky Paw. Oh, <laughs> all right. So what's your experience been so far? So I got in yesterday just in time to get settled into the hotel and go to the main speaker meeting. Mm-hmm. I was blown away at how much energy and excitement there was in the room. It's kind of like a nuclear reaction, right? Yeah, like I was a little overwhelmed because I tend to be more of an introvert. So I, I ran into some people I knew, but I was really just trying to kind of take it all in. Mm-hmm. And I, I was also kind of taken aback at during the meeting. Like I couldn't really hear what anyone was saying because there was just like so much excitement and wooing and like callbacks and all of that. Um, but it was a great speaker. Mm-hmm. Wonderful story. I also went to the dance and danced a little bit. Oh, which, yeah. Um, it's kind of unlike me. I, I like to go to bed early and the dance started at 11, but I boogied <laughs> for like 45 minutes and I'm excited to start another day. The main speaker, Krylon, I think, mm-hmm. hearing her story and how she is a trans woman and she's black and just thinking about all the different ways she must have felt marginalized and like just like uncomfortable in her own skin. Mm-hmm. And as she stood up there, she just like owned herself. So strongly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, that's a, like, that's a testament to our program is like, we get to a place where, where we can be okay with us, you know, and we don't have to hide anymore. And we can kind of just like accept who we are. And like, it's ongoing process for me, like figuring out who I am. And I think it probably will be for the rest of my life, but the steps is what has really allowed me to do that and to get comfortable in my own skin. And so it was amazing to hear her journey with that. I loved it. Yes, that was a powerful experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I came here. Um, I don't know why I had been avoiding like going to a young people's conference for so long. I got sober relatively young. I was 25. Okay. I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> quite quite older than 25. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you continue to age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I, I feel I feel young again being here. And that's 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 a great feeling. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm an alcoholic. My sobriety date is May 13th, 1990. And I live in Vallejo, California. Why did you come to Alcoholics Anonymous? I was 26 years old and I knew I had a problem with drugs. I was drinking too much as well. I hit my bottom and I got some help. And I was 12 step by a woman in a private psychiatric hospital. And she told me, if you want to stay sober, She goes, I don't care what fellowship you go to, but you need a 12-step fellowship. And when I got back home to the town I was living in, I went to many 12-step fellowships, but I loved AA the best. 
and a dear friend of mine who I had drank and used with was getting sober in AA. She had one year of sobriety and she invited me to her home group and I've never left. I owe everything in my life to Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and I know that this was a gift that was given to me and the way I can keep my sobriety is by giving it back. And sometimes it just means taking a seat. It might just be as simple as showing up for a meeting. So I just moved. Now I'm 33 years sober. Fast forward. I just moved to a new town. I don't know anyone. I found a woman's meeting. And guess what we do on Saturday night at 530? We read the grapevine. Fantastic. Yeah. It's a good life. Sarah, thank you so much. My thank name you. is Will. I'm an alcoholic. I'm in Marin County. Yeah. My sobriety date is August 4th of 2022. I just recently celebrated a year. Congrats on that year. That's thank a you. big deal. Tell me, is there something you have heard that has just really made an impact upon you in this past year of recovery? There has. A little over a year ago now, I have this friend and we were at a meeting that I, because I kept coming back to the rooms while I was intoxicated. Mm -hmm. And I said some stupid stuff like, I don't feel like I'm letting those down around me. I feel like I'm letting myself down. Can I curse? No. He looks at me. So before the meeting starts, he's like, you got to quit around. You either do the program or you don't. It's not like you can half step into it. You you really just got to like dive into it and commit to it. That really spoke to me. And I've kind of been like keeping that mantra in my head. You got to do it. You got to do it fully. Do you want the the gifts? I think I think events like this are really great. And AA in general is really great because it brings people together in a very positive way. There's just so much love in the program, I feel like. What message do you have for someone who's approaching that one year? Don't stray away. Don't feel like you've got it handled. Stay connected. Keep calling people. Keep talking to newcomers. Make your bed. <laughs> yes. There are definitely points where it kind of comes and goes. I feel like I got this. I feel like I don't need it. The desire has gone away. But I know if I'm, if I'm not up to date with my spiritual program and calling people and going to meetings, it's not like I'm instantly going to be back out. But planes don't coast upwards. <laughs> I'm slowly starting to go back down. So I would just say stay connected. Will, yeah. thank you so much for sitting down with of us. Of course. Hi, I'm Liana, and I'm an alcoholic. I am visiting from Jersey City, New Jersey. My sponsor invited me to come. She comes every year. She started a group in Utah 30 years ago, a young person's group when she was a young person. Okay. It still exists today, and she comes every year, and she reunites with other people from her home group that she's known for 30 years. We're all here together with people that she's known my whole life. That is so cool. Yeah, she's so, amazing. I'm very lucky. If there were someone who was thinking about coming to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, what might you say to them? The thing that I love the most is when you see a person come in, their eyes are sallow and they're shaking and their head is, you know, hanging their head down and they're full of shame and you watch them day by day like a plant that was dehydrated, you water it. And then it just starts to like come back to life and like gain all this vitality yeah. and the color comes back in someone's face and they get on their pink cloud and they start to like really connect to like life, you know, versus addiction. Um, that is amazing to me. I just like, I think like I get goosebumps just thinking oh, about you're, it. You're lit up right now yeah. talking about it. That's what I like. That's my favorite part. <laughs> 